Shot clock turned off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Slipper Still Fits, and the Mariners have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. Ladies, gentlemen, and kids. Kids. How don't many ki- don't how forget. Many, how many kids listen to this? Only the, Mariners fa- only the Mariners fans. Yeah, it's sad. What are they? What, what, are, they, what are they starting right now? I don't know. I, it's bad. They're two and – what are we? Will? What are we? Two and 400. Two and six. Two and six. Almost two, two and four hundred. Almost two and baseball's back though. Baseball's, baseball's back. Baseball's back. I'm really excited about it. We'll get to that later. But first, let's start off with Tony Romo. Uh, Tony Romo. Uh, shout out to Tony Romo. Uh, last still night, in Dallas. Still in Dallas. Um, last night, dressed up with the uh, the Mavs. Um, dressed up. Got almost got in the game. Uh, don't know how the legality of that works, but Carlisle almost put him in. So uh, Romo, and honestly, uh, from the videos we saw in warmups, looked pretty good. Looked like he fit in. Didn't look like he, he was a out basketball of place. guy. Big time basketball guy. He he looked like he wasn't so out of place like you would have thought. Now it is Tony Romo playing in the NBA, so it you know it still sticks out. But he wasn't as out of place as I thought he would be, and he looked pretty good. Um, now here's here's my question: Tony Romo on the football field versus Tony Romo on the basketball court. We know Tony's got some back problems, but on the basketball court, court the knees are susceptible. Which one's more injury prone? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with his back. To be honest with you, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, I'd say still back. Um, but Romo, fun fact about Tony Romo is uh, he did win All Conference Player of the Year back in the day over a little little uh, guy known as Karan Butler. So basically what you're telling me is Tony Romo chose the wrong sport to play. He should have been in the NBA. I'm not saying that entirely, but I'm not saying no to that either. So we're going to have to look into it. Um, It's it's not confirmed, but nor is it thrown out. No, I wouldn't throw it out. I wouldn't throw out a basketball comeback if we're being honest with you. You Kind of like a Greg Paulus opposite. Yeah, he'll be the first Greg Paulus except the other way. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. So, uh, yeah. sticking with college basketball, we got a new coach at Georgetown for the first that isn't named Thompson for the first time in forever. Uh, we got yeah, they had they had uh, two of them, right, or was it three of them? Uh, well, I mean, his name was John Thompson the third, but I think he was just the second Thompson to coach there. Um, we got Patrick Ewing is in <laughs> at Georgetown. Patrick Ewing, uh, he's been he's been a, a assistant coach in the NBA for a little bit now. I think. Uh, in terms of hiring a guy that's going to get you recruits at Georgetown, it's a pretty good hire. I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do a decent job. A lot of people have said he's done a really good job in the NBA uh, with yeah. coaching some of those big guys. So uh, I think, you know, uh, him as a head coach at college, I think he's going to be uh, do wonders for their recruiting. Um, one thing I don't know is, you know, when you hire former players, uh, it can it can tend to come back and bite you. I'm not sure how that's going to work um, unless you're Duke. Uh, who hires every former player ever to be an assistant. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure um, what's going to take for uh, Ewing to be successful, but uh, what's your opinion of former players becoming coaches? 
Um, well, you see, I think in this specific scenario, I think Georgetown's running into recruiting problems because they're in a, it's not in a great spot in DC. Uh, their campus is kind of done. It's not really much of a college town. It's cold. I, I think they're having recruiting problems and I think they're using Patrick Ewing's name to maybe help. I'm not saying that he's not a good coach because technically he's probably sound also, but I think it's more of a recruiting move. I think that's where Georgetown's getting killed nowadays. In general, though, coaches or players, former players as coaches, I think it's a I, I do actually like it at the assistant level. Head coach is a bold move, in my opinion. It's you don't there's been a lot of what, what no matter what sport it is, former players becoming coaches have been sort of a crapshoot. Uh, yeah, you, you don't really know, you know, what they're going to do, because, you know, sometimes being a player doesn't necessarily translate being a good coach. Um so uh, these did, guys... you, did you see that? Sorry, sorry for interrupting. My bad, my bad. No, but um, did you did you see that he tried to hire his son immediately? Yeah, and like he couldn't. And they wouldn't they wouldn't let him do it. No, nah, he he couldn't. There was like a rule against it or something like that. But uh, he tried to hire his son, and he by rule couldn't hire him. And I think that's somewhat messed up. But I guess I understand the nepotism part of it. Um, yeah. But at the same nepotism. That's that's the word. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't think of it. It's a hard word. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, it's a big one. We don't do those. Yeah, we're not very good at big words. But uh, I think, you know, Ewing in at Georgetown, I think, like, you're right. It's a total recruiting move. But uh, I don't know. You you see what I mean, though? I think they're getting killed recruiting a, a little bit just based off their area and their campus. I think they're getting I, – I think they're having problems getting the athletes that they had five or six years ago. I agree. And it's, it's just not the same program. Hopefully Ewing does a good job. I'd like to see Georgetown restored as one of the prominent programs in the country. Uh, I think uh, I, it's I good agree. For, it'd be I good agree. for college basketball. So, uh, Hey, good luck to Patrick Ewing. Um, I, I wish him the best and, uh, you know, we'll see if he can buck the trend of players not being good coaches. So that'll well, be good. he doesn't have far to go because they were terrible this year. They were, they were pretty bad. They were pretty bad, and as a and they beat they beat Syracuse. I, <laughs> how does that make you feel? St. John's beat Syracuse this year by thirty. So, oh well, people people case. forget that they wanted we wanted this team in the tournament. <laughs> they almost made it. We, they did. We almost thought they deserved to make it. I guess not. Uh, they they did. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do we got next? Next. Uh, we'll talk about we'll stay in the basketball trend. We got the national title game. Uh, we've been gone for a while, so we haven't oh been a chance God. to talk about it. Let's talk about the uh, foul fest that was the national title game. Um, that second half was pretty brutal. It was pretty hard to watch. It was one of the more boring games. First half was watched. good. First half first was, half was okay. First half wasn't great, but it, it was it set it up so it could be a good uh, second half. And then the, yeah. the refs took the games into their own hands, took the flow of the game out. And and really just made it hard to watch. Um, every little bump was a foul. Uh, you saw the foul trouble. I mean, everyone, yeah. everyone's major players were all in foul trouble the whole game. And the think- deepest team in the country became thin, which was why that's how you know it's bad it's it was incredible and you know it was a shame that collins didn't get a chance to play more in that game because i think if he wasn't in the best player in the court yeah he made a huge impact on that game um the whole tournament not just that game he he was he was a horse for them the whole tournament but but he didn't he didn't get to play in the final game you you wonder why these games or why these teams weren't shooting well 
when when you're blowing the whistle that much, you're taking away the flow and it takes away players' rhythms and it, it really it yep. does it does a real toll on you. And and I agree. players that are in rhythm, it takes out it, it really makes it hard for those guys to get back into the shooting rhythm and and get into the flow of the game because when you hear a whistle yep. every ten seconds, I mean you're just having a free throw shooting contest. And at that point, no one's having fun. No one's really enjoying watching that game. And it was a shame because both those final four games were pretty fun to watch. So yeah. I was hoping the championship game would be the ultimate culmination of that, but obviously, and it kind of was a sign of kind of that whole tournament in general. The tournament was kind of a letdown this year. Uh, you know, there weren't a whole lot of buzzer beaters. There weren't a whole lot of, you know, things of that nature, a lot of exciting moments. Um, it was pr- pretty uh, standard for the most part. It was- there so wasn't think, as many fairy dust teams also. They kind of all faded you know, out pretty you, early. You had South Carolina, which was fun. Uh, but other than that, you know, it wasn't – there wasn't – Nobody got lot, hot. No one – there wasn't one of those teams that was really, you know, just coming out the gates and and really surprising people. So, I don't know. Uh, Not to mention all the cool teams lost. SMU in the first round, they're probably the coolest team in the whole tournament. Well, then don't stop losing in the first round because they keep doing it. Kansas does it. Kansas doesn't lose in the first round. They keep losing in the Elite Eight. So at least they're uh, in there. Nor- North Iowa. Boom. Northern Iowa, that was one year in the second round. And they lost to Stanford in the second round once. But that was a couple of years ago. No, but, I'm calling bullshit. I'm going stat uh call fat guy Trent. Tell him to look up when Kansas lost in the first round. Kansas when's the uh fat guy Trent's not here. Fat guy. Who's to who's to your right? Uh Charlotte. Fat fat guy Charlotte. <laughs> Want me to look it up? I'll look it up. No, no, we're good. We'll keep rolling. We'll get it. We'll get it later. We'll get it later. We'll come back to it. All right. So moving on now, let's get away from basketball for a little bit. Let's get on to baseball. Baseball's back. My favorite. Baseball. Baseball is back, and we are happy. And and it's it's good. We got we got the summertime classic baseball coming back. It's uh you know it's good for good for everybody except for me because I'm a Mariners fan. It's really frustrating, but. You know, I can't deny baseball, America's pastime, being a big, big part of this culture, is coming back. Um, you know, a lot of kids are, tend to say baseball is a dying, a dying sport. I disagree. I, think I, I disagree big time. I think baseball is getting more and more popular by by dominoes. Domino. Oh, my bad, my bad. We'll edit dominoes. I don't know if we'll edit dominoes. I, I always say I'm going to edit this, and I never do. Oh, you're outside. Okay, thank you. I'll be right down. Well, my co-host has left to go pick up his domino, so uh, we're going to pick up where we left off once he gets back. I have content for us. Good. Are we recording still? Yeah, we're recording still. How, All was, right. how was your domino's pickup? So listen, I got, I got to talk about my domino's pickup real quick before yeah, we move no, on. Let, please. Do share. So as stands, before I've eaten this domino's pizza, I've eaten a – we look, we talk about – we talk about sports in this podcast, but we get after life a little bit, okay? Mm. Let me tell you something. I've eaten a salad for lunch and dinner for three weeks. That sounds terrible. I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand how like important a pizza in my life is right now. I'm I'm really happy for you because I'm probably gonna have pizza later tonight. You want to get a little view? I do kind of. That looks really good. It really Dude, does. Jalapenos, banana peppers, extra cheese. I'm jealous. I really am. Yep. 
What were we on then? What were we on though? Well, look, Domino's came in. It was great. Baseball. For our viewers, I know not everyone's an athlete. Not everyone, not everyone wants to get fat. People exercise. People eat salads. People diet. Give yourself a motherfucking pizza. You deserve it. We deserve All right. it. All right, moving on. We got uh, baseball. Baseball's back. Got to, got to talk about baseball. Um, you being a Yankees fan, what do you think about the Yankees this year? Um, if we can get the starting pitching we need, and when I say that, I'm not looking for people to go Kershaw or King Felix or whatever. If we can get starting pitchers going five, five, six, like, you know, 5.2 innings, that area consistently, I think the Yankees are going to be a very good team with the bullpen that they have and the lineup they have. If they can get any type of starting pitching, they're going to be dangerous and they're going to turn some heads. Any, uh, any... It's tough in the AL East with how deep the AL East is, but I agree. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to win a hundred games if they get pitching, but they could go to the, you know, touch the 90s. I think well, 90, 93, somewhere around there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. If you had to pick, you know, the Cubs, obviously, you know, coming back from a title, still got a lot of their talent back. If you had to pick a team that's going to come out of nowhere this year and really surprise some people, who would that be? Tampa Bay Devil Rays. They've been my sleeper team all year. I, I kind of, I think that they might even. My prediction was they're going to finish second in the East, which is kind of a bananas prediction. But I think there's going to be three teams that come out of the East, and the Devil Rays will be, or not the Devil Rays. I keep calling them the Devil Rays. I was going to say, hey, they're not the yeah. Devil Rays anymore. But hey, I, well, I, I think they're going to be. I think that they they might be a wild card team, and a lot of people aren't expecting it. They weren't horrible last year. They didn't get the pit. They didn't get through as many innings as they wanted to out of their pitchers. Their ace Archer had a down year. I I think it's set up for them. And the Yankees are. Uh, this is their second series already against the Rays, and they're they're giving them every. They beat us two one in the first series, and we're up two two zero in this one. So they're kind of giving us everything that we can handle. You know, pretty I, good. Yeah. What, what were you looking at? as far as sleeper teams, besides uh, the Mariners. The, uh, the, you have to be good to be a sleeper team. So That's that's why people to, are sleeping. They're sleeping on it. Hey, hey well, we're about to make stuff. We're about to make it happen. So it's just, you know what? We haven't lost yet. We just ran out of time. They're just wearing up, you ran just, out of innings. You ran, ran out of innings. Ran out of no innings. time for baseball. Well, there's, yeah, there's just time in general. So it's fine. <laughs> Keeps keeps rolling. Mariners, Mariners keep blowing through their outs. What, yeah, same hey, thing. Hey, we're getting there. If, if, if we're about to, we're about to get hot. I think. So, like, if if you had a time a time frame in your life, if you if you had to guess, the Mariners are going to win a championship in your lifetime. Yeah. I'm saying this is going to happen. If you had to guess when it would happen, how many years do you think it would take? Fifteen to twenty. <laughs> that's so long in sports years yeah i know you can you can cycle through players about five times in 15 years yeah that's what i'm saying that's, that's how that's how, how many cycles it's gonna take yes and we're my talking teams, about the team none, of my, that none said, of my teams win championships you know that none of and one of my teams doesn't exist anymore so like, you have poor luck i i don't have good luck with teams i have dak prescott and that's it yeah, your football team is very good. That's all I got. I got Dak, only, Zeke, and Dez, and the O-line, 
No credit to Scott Linehan, just Dak. None. It's not even that good. So <laughs> I could do what he uh, does. If if I was if I was a Twitter troll, I would say run the ball, Scott. Scott runs the ball. Scott runs the ball a lot. Scott had the league. Twitter troll. Twitter trolls, yeah. Little Twitter eggs. <laughs> but Scott Scott had the you know what? I'm gonna get a tangent. It's not important. Scott had the leading rusher. Scott had the rushing title last year, so it doesn't matter. Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. He'd probably be our best hitter right now. That's how, that's where we are in our lineup. But <laughs> moving on, moving on, yeah, off the bench. Moving on from baseball. Let's let's move on from baseball real quick. Let's get into a little hockey, a little puck. I know you're excited about it. Very big, exciting. Big hockey guy. You're going to have to carry this segment because I am not a big hockey guy. But I will acknowledge the playoffs are a big part of sports. Uh, it's very exciting to watch. Um, I will try and stay updated on it. I'm, I'm not a big hockey guy, but uh, you, give me not everybody is. Give me, give me your NHL playoff preview. Start since the playoffs started today. The playoffs started today. You got a couple scores. If you want to go through a couple scores, the Penguins beat the Blue Jackets three to one. The Bruin, I think that'll be a very good series. The Bruins beat the Senators two to one. Also, probably a very good series. And the Rangers won 2-0. Currently, you got the Oilers up 2-0 and the Blues up 1-0. There are – this is probably the deepest NHL playoffs we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in the, in the NHL, there's there's not that many playoff teams. There's only, I think, what? I think eight aside, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Eight aside? So, there's, so it's like the NBA kind of? Yes. Okay. One, through, one through eight seeds. And then – and they play – Interdivision. They don't they don't change seeds. They play interdivision. You get a divisional champion and they play in the Ooh, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, it is. They just changed that three years ago. So they don't reseed. You play the teams in your own division. You come out of your division. You play for the conference final. That's kind of interesting. It, and it, it's like nice. That. It is. It is like that. It, it kind of develops these regular season rivalries even more trying to get yourself in the right spot to win. But we're talking playoffs now, and I'm excited. I think it's a really deep playoff. I think there's teams that can make runs. The Columbus Blue Jackets come to my mind that, you know, maybe not a lot of people are thinking them as being solid. I think the Oilers are solid, even though it's the first time they've been in there a while. Obviously, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. We've talked about this in the podcast before. I think they're the favorite. In my opinion, they're the favorite. In in Vegas, they have turned into – the second favorite behind the Capitals, but we all know what the I do Capitals know, I, do. There. I do know the Capitals look good. Yes, but do you also know that the Capitals uh, win the President's Cup all the time and are expected to win the Stanley Cup all the time and they flop, kind of like Kansas in the tournament? Yeah. They're the can- they're the Kansas basketball team of the NHL. That you know what every, I need I needed year. you to compare them to something for that to make sense to me, and it does now. Yes. I get it. I got gotcha. you. Yes, the the Washington Capitals are the Jayhawks of the NHL, and it's 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 actually a perfect example too, because yeah. they have the best player every year, also with Ovechkin, just like Kansas has whoever their freshman is, like a Josh Jackson yeah. or an Andrew Wiggins. But I'm excited. Uh, the Blackhawks they had a long summer, which was rare because they're usually going deep, and I I think they're going to be hungry. I I think you could see them going deep. They could they could probably do it. They've got a deeper blue line than they've had in the back, and I'm excited for it. Tomorrow's going to be uh, – it'll be a hungover Friday after we play our first game tomorrow against Nashville. 
Okay. Well, so you you you've talked about what teams are coming out of nowhere. If you if you were to make a prediction, other than the Blackhawks, who do you think wins the Stanley Cup? Pittsburgh. Okay. Really, I, I think I think Pittsburgh, even without Chris Letang, which is I, you can't even you can't even explain how big of an injury that is for them, even without Chris Letang. Uh, and, that, and that's very, how good you think they're that good to go off an injury like that. I, and I, still win. I think Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are that good. That's yeah. they've been good for a long time. Those two. they have been in it, and it's because of those two. Yeah, they they come back and they keep firing every single year. Yeah, Pittsburgh's such a good sports city right now. Oh, very, 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 very good. I Pittsburgh like, and Boston—they're just the Northeast. Hard the Northeast has some good sports there right now. It's hard to deny that. Not New, not New York. Not New York. <laughs> so but, the, the Yankees are like the best team in New York right now. They're terrible, and they have poor. But they have Porzingis. So yeah, we, we have our thirty-win Knicks. I don't. I don't want to talk about them. Well, to get, we'll get to that in a second. So <laughs> NHL playoffs. You big NHL guy. Now we'll we'll transition to me. Big NBA guy. We got the NBA playoffs starting tomorrow, I believe, or at least this is the yes. last, or it's the last night of the season tonight. So, the, so the the seedings sort of getting figured out. Um, as of tonight, the the Western Conference is already that everyone's already figured out who's in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that's up in the air in terms of seeding is Clippers and the Jazz in the four or five spot. Either two. Either one of those teams could get that spot. They're still they're both tied at fifty and thirty one. Um, if that's Clippers, for the is that game tonight? Uh, I don't think they play each other, but they're seated. They're both close in seating. And then okay. the Bulls and the Heat are fighting for that last spot in the in the East. They're in the eight for the eight spot. They're tied. The Bulls have the edge. If the Bulls win, the Bulls get that eight spot. Um, are you sure that they're tied? Yeah, I, I thought that the Bulls were in. The Bulls. Oh, this is what I'm looking at right now. But I guess. Okay. 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 That's my bad. The Bulls could be in, but I think the Bulls and the Heat were tied at 40 and 41 from the last time I checked. But I'm pretty sure the Bulls will get that spot. Um. So previewing some matchups, the Cavs lost out on the number one seed tonight because they lost to the Raptors. Um. So the Celtics are the number one seed. That was kind of a surprise coming into the year. I don't think anyone predicted the Celtics to be that good. But the Celtics were I think fantastic. that's very important for them. Oh, Celtics bought for, for Boston because Boston needed another team that was really good, you know, because I yeah, think they, they, were really, I agree. they were really missing some championships. I I hate Boston. They're, they're the worst. But Boston, everyone, everyone, you have to hate Boston. But Boston has the Celtics. Celtics are the number one seed in the East. They'll probably play the Bulls of the Heat. I'm pretty sure it's the Bulls in the first round. Um, Bulls are pretty good. Eight seed, not going to lie. I wouldn't want to play the Bulls as an eight seed. They've got winning pedigree. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, I think, you know, you got the Cavs, the Raptors, the Wizards. Uh, I'd love to see the Wizards and the Celtics go at it again in the second round. Um, I think that would be I, fantastic. I, I love that John Wall, that John Wall, Avery Bradley matchup. Or not Avery Bradley, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. My bad. That, that, that John Wall Isaiah Thomas battle Celtics, is, is something spectacular. The Celtics Wizards rivalry was reminiscent, was a little reminiscent of some old day of old school uh, bad boys Bulls rivalry. It was kind of it was it was aggressive. It was chippy, and I liked every bit of it. Um, yeah. Uh, when the NBA gets a little physical, it becomes a really good league. I think the East is going to be the closest contested. However, the West is stacked with teams. The West is absolutely stacked. You got very top heavy. 
you got five teams that have 50 wins and above. Um, I mean, that's, and that's just insane to think about. And the, th- I think there's only three of them that have a legit chance though, in my opinion. Um, I think, yeah, you got, you or got four. A, I'll, I'll, I'll say four. Now don't, you, you can't forget about the jazz. The jazz have had a fantastic year. The Jazz look I wasn't really good. Ca- I wasn't counting the Jazz. The Jazz look really good. I wouldn't want to play the Jazz, especially defensively. The Jazz look really good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, then you, you can never count out the Oklahoma City Westbrooks. Uh, I think that's something you have to consider. I'm not going to call them their name because they don't deserve it. Um, I was counting them out. I would, but you can't you can't count out Westbrook ever. Just you can count out his team. He'll play, but you can count out his team. I feel like. Oh, but. Got what? But uh, got the Grizzlies and the Blazers in the seven eight spot. Uh, Blazers have a tough matchup with the Warriors first round. I think the Warriors will will probably. I don't think they'll sweep the Blazers, but it'll be a pretty easy series for them. Uh, I think so. In terms of my favorites coming out of both conferences, obviously. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think if uh, Damian Lillard and what is it, McClellan? McClellan. McCullen, if if they outplay Steph and Clay, you think they don't have a chance? Who's gonna go, what? Durant, Durant's back. Oh, he's back from his injury. I forgot. Yeah. This is why I don't do NBA. I'm sorry. I'm I was sorry. trying to. No, you're. They, I was trying. No, I, I appreciate you trying. As a Knicks fan, I understand. It's all about trying. But oh, now you, look, now you're rationalizing mediocrity, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> but. I think I got my favorite out of the West is obviously the Warriors. Um, I like, I like, uh, but you can't count out Kawhi and the Spurs. Um, I think the Rockets also are a pretty complete team. James Harden's been pretty good point guard this year, I think. Um, but uh, obviously my the Warriors, the favorites come out of the East. And, and then I hate, I'm out of the West, excuse me. I, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure the Cavs are going to win the East. Uh, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to beat them. You, you, the only, it, the only it would team, be a big, it would be a huge upset if a team beat, beat them four times. The only team that I would be worried if I was the Cavs were playing would probably be the Hawks because the Hawks have had their number all year. It's, I know, it's just it's a different beast when you get LeBron James in the playoffs. Oh, I agree. I think LeBron's going to be in full playoff mode. And... I, I, I think that the Celtics could play a good series against them, to be honest. Oh, no, Celtics-Cavs would be a great series, but I think the Celtics might lose to the Wizards in the second round. They could, and and you never know if John Wall turns it on. You I don't think they'll happen I there. I just, but... I just don't think the Wizards have a chance of beating the Cavs. No, I was talking about if John Wall turns it on for that uh, Boston series. Oh, he will. It'll, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm praying we get a Washington-Boston uh, matchup. If the Hawks beat the Wizards in the first round, then I would say the Cavs might be on watch. But if the Wizards beat the Hawks, I'm pretty sure the Cavs will have a nice easy run to the – Just just matchups and tactically. Yeah. That's um, how, you, how you're seeing it, man. I guess if I'm going to pick a sleeper team here – uh, the Bucks, obviously, uh, it's hard. It's hard to it, you can't really sleep on the Bucks because they got Giannis, they got the Greek Freak, and the Greek Freak it, it does a, is a huge matchup problem for anybody in the NBA. And they're a young team, and they got a lot going for them. So I think the yeah. Bucks are another one, another team that I wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. They're so fun to watch too. Yeah. So I love I love I love watching G. Yeah, he's insane. So I, I think. You know, it sucks, but I kind of think it's going to be a Warriors-Cavs rematch in the finals. And I'm ready for it. It was but, fun. But it was really fun. 
but I'm hoping I'm really, but sleeper wise, I like the Bucks and I like the Jazz on both sides. And, and look, and look, Matt, if you get if you get a Cavs Spurs final, also you we're not going to be mad about that. Not going to be mad about that at all. Um, so hold on, I I, I kind of cut off your sleeper teams. What were they again? We got the Jazz and the Bucks. So Jazz in the West, Bucks okay. in the East. I like both of those teams think, in terms of sleepers. You think they're all uh, – well, I, I do I do know that the Jazz have been sneakily very good this year. 50-win team. Which they always, they always are. They're always, they're, a little, 50, they're always a little under the radar. They have the same record as the Cavs, and they're a five seed. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. They're playing in the West. It's hard. Uh, playing in the West is difficult, man. It, I, I gotta, although, you know, the bad teams in the West are bad. So like the the drop off is pretty significant when you get out of the playoff teams, but when you're playing the top heavy yeah. teams in the West, they're good, man. It's really good. The Jazz, the Jazz being the probably the most dangerous five seed I think I've seen in a long time. So excited for the NBA playoffs, I really am. Uh, but you know, can't just talk NBA forever. Let's move on. Uh, we got. We do like the NBA, though. Uh, do we do like the NBA? I especially. You know, we haven't talked about Russell Westbrook's triple dub record. Uh, real quick, let's just go over that real quick. What do you think about that? I think it's absolutely incredible. If he doesn't win MVP, shame on this league. He, I, I've been trying to get. I've been on the Russell Westbrook for MVP bandwagon for a couple of years now. Should have won it last year. Should have won it last year, and I think it's unfortunate. But uh, I do know one thing. Uh, for him to go in and average a triple double a night, it's pretty impressive. Like it's a pretty much average. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. It's insane to see a point guard doing what he's doing. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm very impressed. I'm very happy that I'm in a generation that gets to watch a player like this. Um, yeah. We don't get this a whole lot, so it's. Uh, you know, hats off to Russell Westbrook, man. It's been awesome. Been awesome to watch him play. He he he's one of the, he's he's probably a top three athlete in the world to watch. Where it's like every time he's on TV is almost it's almost like it's must watch TV. Like if the Thunder are playing and there's another NBA game on, you got to watch the Thunder. There's only a couple athletes like that in the whole world in their respective sports that I I feel like brings out that like must see must see TV nature like like Messi does. Like when Messi's on TV, everybody's like. You have to you have to watch him play because he, he does something incredible every right. single time he's out there. Right. That's how I feel about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, um, I'm I agree with you 100. percent Now you said there's there's three athletes and, you said, and Messi was the other one. Is there another one that you have in mind? Uh, see, I, I I ballparked it and put three, thinking I could come up with it, but I, I got Messi and uh, <sighs> that's that's a tough one, man. It, to be honest. Brady, right? The other one. Uh, I was going to say the other one. Or Rogers. Might be LeBron James. I was going to say LeBron James. Uh, Aaron, put, two of, put two of them in the NBA. I'm after watching Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers might have to be put on that list. I'm just saying. He sucked. He sucked this year. I don't care. Watch wa- watch the tape and tell me if he sucks or not, and I'll tell uh, you. Look, no, no, no. Me and you both know. I I agree that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. I watched. I think him. we. I, watched I think him. we agree on. That. I watched him crush my soul this year. I watched it. I watched it happen, and I knew it was going to happen. That, was that, the worst part. Who, who did he hit on the sideline there? Jared Cook. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk yeah, about it at all. Unbelievable pass. But moving on, let's then talk about. Ran, then, hey. they, then they ran. In, then they ran into a buzzsaw. Whatever. You remember that quote? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. 
look, moving on. Let's talk about stuff we really came here to talk about. Yes. Let's recap WrestleMania real quick and talk about the yes. direction the WWE is heading. Uh, so WrestleMania 33 was really, really fun to watch. Uh, I, I got to say, uh, I pretty much lived up to all the hype that I was expecting. It was so, it was so enjoyable. It was it was refreshing to get that Wrestle, WrestleMania after last Cheers. year. It, it, and I don't know if you – I think you get like I do going into Mania. You get a little skeptical. You get a little scared that it's not going to be good. Kind of like going into a championship, like the basketball game. It's like, I hope it's good. I want it to be good. And and the, it, that gets ruined. And you're going into mania and you're like, I, I hope it's good. I hope they don't mess it up. It should be good. And you get a little scared because it's something you look forward to for the whole year. I know. But I do know one thing. Uh, it lived up to the hype this year. I was very excited to, to watch it. I think the first two matches, uh, the AJ Styles-Shane McMahon match and the Kevin Owens-Jericho match were Probably two of the best matches on the card, to be honest with you. I think... <laughs> you, got of, you got a mouthful of Trying pizza. Trying to tell you to keep talking. I know. I, I can't stop laughing because I'm looking at your face. It's getting cold over here. <laughs> um, the best two matches on the card, you're, are you not including the, the uh, pre-show? Uh, I'm not including Obviously. the pre-show, yeah. Okay. Um, but I will say one okay. thing. Is that your bed? God, your bed's messy. Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, but I lost my train of thought because all I can think about is you stuffing pizza in your mouth. I was trying to. I was trying to get it in between my turns of talking. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, rest, uh, the first two matches: AJ Styles, Shane McMahon, and Jericho, Kevin Owens. Probably my two favorite matches of the night. To be honest with you, I thought it was a great way to start the show, um, the official show. And uh, so, well, they, starting with AJ Styles was an awesome idea. I awesome, thought. awesome idea. I think they did a great job with that. Um, I think uh, Kevin Owens putting his finger on the rope for the rope break was absolutely <laughs> the, fantastic. The, the finger break was by far the best part of Mania. That was because. Well, first of all, don't go over don't go over my call from last time. I, I called the pop up power bomb uh, code breaker spot. Yes, you did. You did call which, it, which led which led to the finger rope break. And I think that that the combination of those spots that was those were the best two spots of the entire uh, show. I agree. I, I think, think. Uh, Shane McMahon just jumping everywhere like I expected him to was was great. But he looked good in the ring. He actually looked pretty good. He didn't good jump the off the roller coaster, but he, he wrestled well. He, he he really did just become a wrestler for a night, and I think that was good. Um, AJ <laughs> Styles makes every everybody with him better. I think he's the best wrestler in the business, and I don't think it's close right now. Um, healthy Seth. A healthy Seth, but I'm telling you right now, AJ Styles is the Finn, best. Finn Balor. Is the best. But Finn Balor is – I can't – I'd love to see Finn Balor, AJ Styles. I thought that was going to be – Something that was going to happen, but we'll have to wait for that one for a while. But yeah, because he's dead, he's dead again. Who Finn Balor? Yeah. Oh, because he got knocked out. Yeah, because they decided to wrestle him when he first came back against Ginger Mahal. Because that's smart. That's what we do in the WWE. We injure our stupid stars. Wait, is he out? Like, is he like officially out? Yeah, he has a concussion. He has a concussion. So how long is he out? Uh, well, until he doesn't have a concussion anymore. Uh. I, I know that. I know how concussions work. Did you see it? Ginger Mahal hit him in the face with his forearm. He gave him a concussion. I, 
noticed it was. I remember watching that match, thinking there was something wrong about that. This this is like when Dolph Ziggler got kicked in the head because that he he won the title and they decided to put him against Jack fucking Swagger the next day and he kicks him in the head and gives him a concussion and Dolph Screer's over. Oh Lord. Well, moving moving on before we get let's I I want to talk about a pretty big topic. I'm sorry, I love Dolph. I know. I, 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 I know you do. I want to talk about a pretty big topic of conversation here, and that's Roman Reigns. Uh, yes. <laughs> Roman Reigns, caught, you know, he, he ended The Undertaker's career. He's been catching a lot of heat for it. Is it like, is he deserving of it? I don't think so, personally. I thought I thought it was a good move by the WWE to, to be the one to end the dead man's career with Roman Reigns. Okay. Here... This is this is the most perfectly booked match of all time, because because Vince knows what he's doing here. Vince Vince is putting Roman Reigns so far over. It, it was the idea that me and you had that where he's got to he's got to kick Jericho's ass the whole time. Yeah. But ending the Undertaker's career is a hundred times better. And you you got did you see? I know you saw it, the reaction the crowd made when he showed up on Monday Night Raw and just stood there. Nobody gets that reaction in the entire business. No. And there and Kevin Owens even said that he would he would kill to have the the effect on the audience. Kevin Owens, one of the best in the one business the at getting the audience. It, 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 it the at the ring psychology for the audience, one of the best. He said he would kill to have the reactions that Roman Reigns gets. It's incredible. It, I think I think it, and I think Roman Reigns has started to accept it. I think he's start he's sort of started to embrace it. And it's become yeah. really, it's become really good for his character. Now, in case you haven't noticed, I don't know what they're gonna do with Roman now that he might be actually dead um, after Braun Strowman may have killed him. Um, yeah, uh, it was pretty intense. Not gonna lie. Uh, how uh, how is Roman Reigns gonna be dead and win the NHL and NBA playoffs? I have no idea. This is a running joke that we have. Me and Jordan are convinced Roman Reigns will win pretty much anything. Everything. Everything. He won the Masters. As, as you saw, he won the Masters yeah. last week. For those for those who didn't watch, Roman Reigns won the Masters. Spanish uh, Reigns. Sp- <laughs> but uh, moving on, other any other any other wrestling news that we need to take care of? Fuck. Oh. Um. Stop! Stop eating. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> yes, I think we need to talk about what 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 direction do we think Brock Lesnar and that title is going? Well, I know Brock Lesnar is going to be off TV for a little bit, so I have no idea what yep. what kind of like what they're going to do with him. Uh, I do know one thing. Uh, when when Brock Lesnar does come back, I think you got to have Strowman and Lesnar fight at least once. I'm looking forward to that one too. I thought they were going to do it the other night. I loved it. It it was great. I thought it was a good little spot, but I think you know they just they've established they reestablished Braun's like dominance recently uh, after the ass kicking he gave Roman Reigns on Raw. Uh, it was pretty intense. I mean, he lifted an ambulance. I don't know if he actually lifted an ambulance, but he—they showed him pu- pushing an ambulance over. So, as wrestling fans, let's just say he lifted the the ambulance. It's a good point. We should just go with it. But uh, <laughs> we're, 
we're, we're already in this part. You might as well just do that. <laughs> we're, we're so in deep on this that we might as well just believe that we actually lifted an ambulance. Like we believe that guys beat up each other and, and hit each other with chairs and well, they do do that, but uh, they actually they do. lift ambulances too. Yeah. They actually do do that. So, so that was a terrible example. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh, so anything else that we need to cover in terms of WWE that we're missing? Uh, no, I just I'm I, I like I like the direction we're going right now. I, I wish Finn would stay healthy. I wish Seth would stay healthy. But I think other than that stuff i think it's going in the right direction i love how reigns is booked you have you have you have a big time heel on raw which is what it needs i i think we're set up for a couple entertaining pay-per-views and we're, we're as well set up we've been in a, as we've been in a while i think you'd agree with that i agree with it i think it's good it's a good time to be a wrestling fan all right uh let's move on real quick let's do a quick masters review the masters was yeah. exciting this weekend it was awesome Loved every bit of it. A lot of drama yep. coming down to the final hole. Uh, Sergio Garcia ultimately came out on top. It was good to see Sergio get a win finally. Get a fun his unbelievable. So uh, vamos, vamos. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. Let's talk about real quick. Uh, Dustin Johnson versus Stairs. Stairs are up one nothing on Dustin Johnson. I don't believe that story to be honest. With and you. as but as a golf fan, you know we've gone through this before. We we've gone through the hurt and back the hurt back before. I think what was it, 2011 or 2012, somewhere around there. He came out with the jet ski incident where he hurt his back. And I'm, t- I'm talking about we've been here before. If you're a Tiger Woods guy, we've been to this. Oh yes, I th- I thought you were talking about uh, the fact that there's no way that Dustin Johnson slipped down the stairs and he's on cocaine again. I'm not going to accuse him of doing anything because I don't want to be that guy. I think. He, well, do you remember the first time he got caught with cocaine? He slipped. He fell off the jet ski and hurt his back, and then it ended up he was actually on cocaine. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. You know, we had a quick relapse. You know, if Dustin Johnson had a quick relapse. Uh, you know what I'm doing? Now? I'm avoiding the Tiger Woods talk. I know you're avoiding the Tiger Woods talk, but we're, but you got, you got to acknowledge that it's somewhat similar in how it happened that it's just kind of a vague story fifth all right fine you know what fifth. Just, well i'm gonna stick with justin johnson's story stairs one dustin johnson zero uh i'll say i'll, I'll say if it, if it stands true uh stairs two dustin johnson zero <laughs> if, if, if it's true stairs and jet skis two dustin johnson zero yeah well i was counting my vote as a win also because i <laughs> i could have picked dustin johnson <laughs> Because of Newton's law, equal and opposite reaction. So yeah, I bet sense. the stairs are hurt too. I don't think the stairs had that many feelings. But regardless, Masters was awesome going down to the final day. Even without DJ, uh, the Masters are pretty fun to watch all weekend. Uh, uh, I, I had a question for you. Did you see the crowd's reaction on 18 when they put up the scores for 17 and they had saw that Justin Rose made a bogey? It was awesome. So that, awesome, awesome that, that that made me made me so happy. That was an un, and and the thing is, is Justin Rose is loved by the crowd. He he's he's very babyface in the golf world. He's loved by the crowd. I've never seen I've never seen a crowd embrace Sergio like that. He's always been Tiger's rival. He's always been hated 
he was a Spaniard who wasn't really well uh, accepted in American golf, and he no one no one liked him, no one rooted for him. He didn't have a big fan base, and now he's thirty six and he's going for his Masters, and the entire crowd got on his back. It was it was unbelievable to see. I I couldn't believe it actually. I I don't know if you picked up the same the same type of feeling that I did, but you've been watching a lot of golf too. Have we ever seen a crowd? No, like support no. Sergio like that. No, never. I, I've never it, seen something like that. It was incredible. It was one of it was a one of a kind thing to watch, and I was very, I was very, uh, you know, into it. It was one of those things where, as a sports fan, you were just really excited about. Um, I think the big thing about it was uh, for Sergio just to finally get that monkey off of his back, to finally get that major, you know, that he'd been oh so wanting like really bad. I think I was I was just happier for Sergio in that regard. I mean, as a sports fan, you're 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 happy for these guys, um, but uh, I do I do know one thing. Uh, Sergio uh, definitely is doing well for himself in the wife department. Wife department, very good. She was, I, I watched Sergio smile, and I'm I'm looking at him. He's putting on his jacket. He's I going around too. New. York, he's going around New York City with his wife. He's. His wife's a smoke. She's a ten. He won the Masters. Sergio's a good-looking guy. It's you like, see, you see the thing about he might get. They haven't got. Are have they not been married yet? Is it his girlfriend or is his wife? Fiance. 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 You're right. That's what it was. Yep. So, regardless, because I did read something that said uh, he wanted to get married in his green jacket, and I think that's a a pretty baller move on on his part. So. Would Dude, you? I would take shits in my green jacket. I probably wouldn't take it off. So I guess this leads us to our next part. Are you still sad that you're not going to win the Masters? <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't really want to bring it up, but I kind of, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of hit a, I kind of hit a trough on Sunday in my life. I kind of realized that I wasn't going to, uh, you know, mountain climb the mountain and be at the top of the world ever in my life. So I had that moment. It took me 24 years. I realized I was never going to win the Masters. I also got mad uh, Saturday watching uh, like 23 year old soccer players play in the Premier League because I'll never do that. And uh, I got, got mad else? when it, I got I, I got mad when Aaron Judge hit a home run because I'm never going to hit a home run at Yankee Stadium. So that was my Sunday and Monday. I troughed. I'm back up, back on the rise. I think good. I got a good thing going. And so, you know, when, when life gets down, just order yourself a pizza and stop eating salads. Uh, I, you, you know, I don't think that's a saying, but I, I will say one thing. I'll I tried. I was hot for, I was hot from last week. So I tried to make another salad. <laughs> it was two weeks ago. Cause we were too busy last week to get it done. Yeah. Last, last podcast. <laughs> but, uh, the, which leads us, our master's review leads us. What, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, is there anything else that's been depressing you lately? But you pretty much covered it all. So uh, I do know one thing uh, is that yeah, I'm not uh, going to win the Masters. Chemicals either. in Syria. Yeah. I, well, we're not. That's above our pay grade to be talking about that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Masters View leads us to my favorite part of the show Tiger Woods, Dead or Alive Watch. You go first, goddammit. Dead. Uh, basis. Dead. Basis. Objection. Basis. Move to strike. Dead. That's not what you do. <laughs> uh, that, that was 
close. It was close. Objection. Move uh, the strike. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Tiger Woods alive. We made good progress leading up to the Masters. Oh, we almost, almost played. He almost played dead. Almost played. That almost played is better than a couple weeks earlier when everyone said he was retiring. <laughs> which was which was me. I was on that. I was on so the entire boat. It's like, you know, when you have a person who's dying and they have a, a fading pulse that keeps getting resuscitated back to a full pulse and then it fades again. That's Tiger. That's, that's his career. That's living, though. That's Tiger. Well, and, compared, and one of these teams, one of these times, person, so. yeah, but dying people will come back and live. Jesus, it's Easter this week. Wow. Don't, wow. don't count, don't count Tiger Woods what, out. Oh, we just compared Tiger Woods to Jesus on this show. Fantastic. My Jesus. Yeah, I know he's not Jesus. I have, I have, I have, I have two Jesuses and none of them are, does Jesus have a last name? Is his last name Christ? I'm pretty sure we're going to have to look that up in the Bible, both of us. And I'm the Catholic here, and I don't even – I'm pretty – I don't think I don't think it's like – if he was filling out a form, I don't think it would be Jesus, last name Christ. I think it's just Jesus Christ, just one name. Like, What do you think's on his birth certificate? I don't think they had birth certificates back in the day. He was born – I'm looking this up. He, he, he was born – I think it's – Yeah, he wasn't born well, in a hospital. What's 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 his mom's name? Mary uh, McIntyre or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> We're not <laughs> well, moving on. Moving on. You're you're wrong on that? you're wrong on so many levels right now because that wasn't even his mom. Did I did I, did I butcher that? There's two Mary. Look, I'm not having a religious conversation with you on this show. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Let's get to. I'm a, looking up to see who Mary McIntyre is. It's Mary. Yeah, Mary McIntyre is not a person in the Bible. It's Mary Magdalene. Oh, that was close. That's but, pretty but close. But Mary Magdalene wasn't. Mary Magdalene wasn't uh, his mom. It was just Mary, the Immaculate Mary. That's her last name, though. Is Magdalene? Nope. There's two Marys. Oh, so uh, Mary didn't have a last name either. So that's why Jesus doesn't have. It. Yeah, we'll go with that. That that sounds that sounds right. Well, I don't know whose name they would give him. His dad's his dad's name God. He doesn't have a last name either. <laughs> moving on. We're moving on from that. Uh, we're, we're moving on. Nobody panic. <laughs> baseball stat of the day. We have our baseball stats of the day. I want you to go first. Yeah, uh, this is our new segment. It's my favorite. Um, everyone knows the crazy baseball stats that you hear when you're uh, – Listen to a game and you're like, they keep they keep track of that. So uh, mine is the uh, couple, couple days ago, Aaron Judge hit an RBI double. The following at batter, Torres hits a two run, two run home run. The combination of their two numbers being 99 and 74 is the highest numeric value of anyone who's hit a two two run home run in baseball. They keep track of that, people. The highest. 99 plus 74 in a two-run home run is the highest in numeric value in MLB history. I mean, it's an impressive it's, stat. Yeah, I mean, that's that takes a special type of player to know that they got that kind of pressure on them to step up to the plate and hit that home run. He, he was probably aware of it when he was going. He's like, shit, I got Judge on second. I got to get this one <laughs> for, for the record value. You, <laughs> you had a good one, too. You, you had right. a good one, too. All right, sure. so – Hold on real quick. I want to make sure I got my facts straight. 
but I do. I know that I do. So because we're on this show, we're big Tim Tebow fans. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow's uh, first home run as a minor leaguer. Hold on. He uh, home. So Tim Tebow, his uh, first home run as. Hold on, real quick. I'm getting this. All right. He had a two-run homer in his first minor league at bat. He homered off of Dominic Mazza, who was drafted in the 22nd round by the Giants in 2015. And the pick, Tim Tebow, the pick that Dominic Mazza was, was picks number <laughs> six, 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 six. Beating the devil Tim, in, in every way possible. Continuing to beat the devil in his daily life. Hitting a home run off of pick 666. That is my baseball stat of the day. I was very so, pleased uh, to see that. So, basically, your segue from God Talk to Tebow. Uh, so, the why does uh, Tim uh, Tebow have a last name? Why isn't he just Tim? His dad doesn't have a last name. His brother doesn't have a last name. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Uh, this is this is I, I can't deal with you right now. I really can't. His, his aunt, his aunt Mary, doesn't have a last name. Shut up! <laughs> now, batting to the plate for the New York Mets, Tim. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Hey, we got. Do you have any picks for us? Uh Shit. No, people. <laughs> Doesn't I, matter. Listen, I, I, I will tell you this, though. I, I had AS Monaco over Dortmund today at plus, seven, plus 475. So if, you know, time's linear. So if you can listen to this at about, I don't know, 11 o'clock today after we let it out, you go back and listen to it. Bet Monaco plus 475. <laughs> Time's linear. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for that advice. Yeah. Time machine. Bet Monaco plus 475. I did. I'll give you good picks next week, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this sort of went off the rails towards the end, but I thought it was pretty good. There's good content. Also, I'll tell people this is it's NHL playoff time. You don't want to you don't want to tell me. NHL playoff time. Got I'll it. bet the Blackhawks every game and we'll lose. Got it. Well, that's it for this week. So last words. Last words, Tim, no more Tebow, just Tim. Winners are lucky, losers are bred. <laughs> You're going to go with the same one? Yeah. I like it. Dun, 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 Shot clock still on. <laughs> oh, goodness. I know that's coming next. It is. I'm going to eat all, all my pizza. I'm happy you will. Shot clock turned off.